0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.
1: Now, I have a message here for my listener. It says, Hi, Niall. I've been living at this address for a year now and recently applied for the HAP. I filled in part of my application and sent the landlord his part to fill in and last night received a text in reply saying if you wish to take another fixed term lease we would expect the same payment terms and conditions as the previous lease uh, which I have interpreted as no HAP or pack your bags. I've done my research and as far as I know uh, he cannot refuse the HAP. I have contacted the council, threshold and the PRTB And I'm waiting a response, but after an entirely sleepless night worrying about the possibility of having to house hunt in this current climate, I would appreciate hugely if anyone could give me some peace of mind. Well, according to the legislation, by the way, as far as I'm aware, uh, the landlord cannot refuse the half payment and there has been people landlords taken to court for that and fined up to 16,000 I believe, for actually discriminating against people on the HAP. Now, today I want to know if you can understand why a landlord would not accept these tenants that are availing of the HAP scheme. And there was research done on it last year, I think actually by the PRTB, where they asked landlords this question, and obviously anonymously to some extent, and landlords had said a a large percentage that they would not take people on HAP schemes because previous experience... To them, I'm going to give you their previous experience, said that people on HAP schemes didn't look after their properties as well as private renters or cash renters or whatever it happened to be. Alternative, while a person is on HAP, they may be invited to a viewing. They often fail to secure a lease when competing with a person who's not on the HAP scheme. And that's because sometimes landlords prefer people who are not on HAP schemes. But can you understand? The question I want to ask you today is maybe you're a landlord and you can explain this to me. Why a landlord would not take somebody on a HAP or availing of a HAP scheme? Can you understand why landlords will refuse people on HAP schemes? Let me know. The number is oh eight seven one double eight 188 8 That's 087-188-0008. On the line is Peter Dooley, who's the co-founder of the Dublin Renters Union. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Uh, Thanks for me on. No but uh, Peter, look, I mean, we're back here. We are. Well, at least we're talking about something different than COVID. We're back talking about housing again. There seems to be a bit of a drop in the temporary uh, of those in emergency accommodation, which is about one and a half thousand down on last year. But still a lot of people in temporary accommodation. And now you've got landlords refusing people on HAP, according to this particular message I have, or houses just not affordable under the HAP scheme. So, So what do you do in those circumstances?
2: Fair. Well, in the well, first first instance, I want to say it's welcome that the numbers have fallen in the uh, homeless accommodation. And that was due to basically the, the ban on evictions that came in initially back in March. But it's also not worthy that the, the ban that, c- that came in, they only extended the ban now for six weeks up to the start of Christmas, essentially. So a lot of people could be facing, you know, Christmas facing eviction houses, which is absolutely preposterous. In the middle of the pandemic, we, we need security in the first instance for people to be secure. Well, but,
1: well, particularly at this time when it's nobody else's fault that people can't afford their bloody mortgages or their rent, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, that's absolutely. and like that's in the interest of social solidarity. We'd be calling for that to get extended. I think they're welcome some political parties have call for that to be extended. And we, we well, there certainly should be a cooling
1: that. off period after the pandemic ends, so to speak, if, that, if yeah. that's the way to put it. Well, at,
2: at the same time, since the, the ban ended, say, in August, there has been a rise in family homes. Like, um, so again, like it, it is it currently, I think, you know, I think really, if we stick back to basics, I think the ban on evictions is, is critical at this point. I think in this juncture you know, because obviously talk about the affordability of housing, which is critical. Part I mean, I, I do, that.
1: I do agree that certainly during the pandemic, and maybe for six months after this pandemic ends. Hopefully, it end soon, and all this will come to an end. All this madness yeah. will come to an end soon. That there should be a ban on evictions to give people a bit of cooling off time for those who have lost all their savings uh, through the pandemic, because maybe they'd lost their job and had to spend their savings on more necessary items than paying rent. And I know rent is necessary too, but unfortunately, food and clothing comes first. So I can understand why you would want that I, going forward. After that, I still think that we have to have. I mean, I know we had a Barney before about this. I understand that people shouldn't be chucked out on the streets willy-nilly. Absolutely. But, you know, you do have certain circumstances and landlords have to have rights, some level of rights as well. At some point when somebody, say, is refusing to pay rent or has the ability and won't pay rent, they have to have the rights to chuck people
2: out. Well, I would argue as well. Like you know, you were t- talking about the housing assistance payments and, and rent payments. Like rents have, have doubled over the last seven, uh, to eight years in Ireland as well. And even with the pandemic, with more and more people out of work and unemployed, rents haven't fallen at all. And you're, like as, as you know, you've alluded to with the Simon report that's come out that a third of uh, properties to rent in Dublin are still, you know, uh, aren't affordable for people who are in, in receipt of rents and housing assistance payments. Um, so again, like we have to ask the question: Why haven't rents fallen? But at the same time, why have most people, a lot of people? Especially around you know entertainment, business, retail, work, um, you know these sort of industries have have basically just been decimated by COVID, uh, and a lot of people that are in those uh, jobs, are in rented accommodations. so they they're the ones that are struggling and haven't been uh, you know essentially given anything. You know they haven't got a rent decrease. they haven't got anything like uh, mm-hmm. you know um, you know any idea when they're you know with, with the government having no plan to get out, of, with no plan to get out of COVID. I think it's important that they have some sort of clarity in terms of their security in the first instance. And well, really when, when it comes
1: to COVID, we don't seem to know what we're doing day, day to day. I mean, it, there, there's no... That doesn't seem to be a strategy, if you ask me. But that's, no, a whole, that's a whole other argument. But in relation to these, I mean, particularly bad... I'm looking here, you know, at some of the places like... Atlone, Cork City and Galway City yes. were among the areas with no properties, none, were available to rent for people in need of HAP payments. In other words, the HAP didn't come anywhere close to what the property was being rented for. So should there be discretion... Peter, because when you have discretion, unfortunately, that just pushes rent prices up further. And we've seen that in the past. If you, when we had rent allowance, for example, which is almost gone now at this stage. But when you had rent allowance and you had that discretion in there for, you know, the local relieving officer to turn around and say, well, okay, well, I'll give you the 13 or I'll give you the 1400, you know, because you've got three kids in a particular area. That all that happened is that pushed the rent prices up in that area.
2: Oh, absolutely. See, like, I agree wholeheartedly with you. I think HAP has an, has an influence on artificially increasing the rents as well. Uh, that's, that's, that's without a out. Like, you know, the landlords can see they can get more, for instance, in a private market. And we know the facts are that, like, um, essentially 35% of renters now are in poverty. And why are they in poverty? Because they've been topping up on top of their HAP payments to pay rent, uh, the unaffordable rent. Like, And the, the big issue is that... There's a lot of real estate investment trusts. I know we touched on it before in the conversation, but who are currently keeping their properties empty to keep the rents artificially high? Like I, I could show you, you know, a dozen places in, within a five-minute walk of where I live that are being kept deliberately empty uh, because landlords are keeping the rent. Yeah, most of these would be owned by large vulture funds. They wouldn't yeah, be owned by individual yeah. landlords. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, a real estate investment trust, but that's that's a that's a big issue here now because the, the you know Owen Murphy spoke about a number of years ago about professionalising landlords, uh, and his idea was to, you know. Britain Real estate, estate Investment Trust into Ireland who uh, would take a lot of control of a lot of the properties and now our, it's really dangerous where you have small percentage of people that would own so much of the pro- properties and artificially, as I said, maintaining high rent while keeping them empty. But they'd be pockets to maintain those uh, pocket, you know properties being empty. Well, there's people who are struggling for accommodation and, you, 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 like you're, you know, so all the listeners are fully aware of how, how hard it is to get it, proper and decent and affordable accommodation in Dublin and yep. other parts of the country, like... Okay,
1: but and finally, in, in relation to I, I look, unfortunately, not a lot is happening in government at the moment because of COVID. Everything is very much focused on COVID. And the last time we spoke, there was a suggestion of changing constitution to give everybody a right to a home. Have you, reconsidered that since our last conversation where we kind of got into a bit of an argument about it. I mean, leaving the pandemic aside, and I suppose the the very stressful situation, and I wouldn't disagree with you at this current time, but the very, because nobody should be put out in this during this particular time, nobody, and there should, I agree there has to be a cooling off period after this for six months to a year to get people to get back on their feet again but moving on from that if we were to have some sort of vote uh, at some sort of constitutional change are you still sticking with the idea Peter that you know everybody has this entitlement to some sort of three bedroom house or two bedroom house rather than the, the constitutional right to, to shelter I mean we provide a constitutional right to shelter by means of hostels or, or whatever it happens to be or, or emergency accommodation Yeah
2: well I, I, I would I see it as a fundamental basic issue and right would be a right to a home. And I don't think, it, you know, a hostel, with all due respect to emergency accommodation hubs, aren't homes for people. And, you know, you might say they're providing shelter for people, but, you know, the realisation is, it's, it's down to government, government policy that hasn't built public housing, as, as Louise uh, the Hertz spoke, speaks about previously. Uh, they don't have a vacant home tax, as I alluded to all the vacant properties around the place. So it's, and, and, they, and they dole out essentially loads of money, up to €500 million Euro this year has been given to private landlords through housing assistance payments. And this is a big facet of the of the rebuild and earn program. Is But we would reduce. We, but
1: yeah, but if you if you gave everyone the right to a home, firstly, I think you're indu- reducing the incentive for people to want to, you know, get a job and and buy their own home. But you're also reducing the private market as well. And the private market is equally important for the government for the economy. I mean, the money has to come from somewhere to build houses, Peter.
2: Uh, Understand that the you know the private market will always do with the private market, does. and it so, has to be there. You know, you know. Let yeah, I me mean, look I at agree. the
1: economics because we need the stamp yeah. duty on the, in and the taxes on the private market to build the houses in the social market.
2: Oh, no, but I think you look at since, another way. Like you know, if you look at the real estate investment trust which we mentioned before, and you mentioned obviously vulture funds, they don't pay any tax on their on their ends. Oh I know, I know, I know. I know. The the thing thing of, that was like, well, that, that's right. Like no, there's where you can immediately uh, get get money essentially to start building public housing and public land. Um, you know, so the solutions are there. But again, as I said, like, you know, I think everybody has a right to a home. I think, like, I've been dealing with people, you know, been, it's been relentless sort of the flow of people coming to myself and other uh, organisations who are at risk of homelessness, who are homeless. You know, I, I met a, a guy last week who was, who was uh, you know, sleeping in a phone box. Like, this isn't right in a civilised society. No, nobody
1: should be sleeping you? in a phone box.
2: Well, Niall, no, that's the realisation. You got evicted out of the private rental market uh, was on his own. No, no. Don't know, get me wrong. People. I don't
1: know the circumstances of the individual but you're, spe- you're speaking about. But,
2: yeah, yeah, but the circumstances was just no fault of its own. Uh, because he didn't know what his rights were, essentially. So, he, you know, he ended up there. Like, lucky enough, we got him into, you know, a hostel for the time being. It's not a solution, but it's better than being, in a, phone better
1: than being a phone box at the back of somebody's car, for example. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, listen, Peter. I'm running out of time. Listen, Peter. Julie, thanks very much indeed. I appreciate you coming on the air. Co-founder of the Dublin Renters Union. Uh, somebody says you can earn up to thirty-five thousand net and be eligible for HAP. That's right. Yeah. Well, you can. And um, yes, when you get HAP scheme, where people, by the way, think HAP means it's a free gaff. Uh, it's not essentially a free gaff. It's basically it's what it says. There's a. Clear the title: Housing Assistance Program. It assists you to buy a house. So, depending on how much you earn, the HAP gives you a certain amount of money. You have to pay the rest yourself. So, if the HAP gives you twelve hundred on an eighteen hundred house, you have to pay, per month, you have to pay the rest yourself. But you are entitled to it if you earn less than thirty five thousand euro net. I think that's the figure, all right. Although for some reason, why is the figure thirty four in my head? But anyway, I, I'll believe you, Texter. But I thought it was thirty four. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping the numbers 87 188 zero. The question I'm asking you is: Getting back to um, people refusing HAP and landlords still refusing HAP, even though they're not meant to. Can you understand why they're refusing people on the HAP scheme? But I mean, look, I, I, there was an interesting message from somebody there who basically said they'd been in a place already, told the landlord they were never going on the HAP and the landlord is basically saying, pack your bags. I, but landlords in the past have said they don't want to take people on HAP schemes, even though it's illegal for them to refuse them. But can you understand why? Oh, I can't understand why. And you can't blanket
3: everybody with HAP with the same thing. But a landlord should have the right to choose. Who's going to be staying in their house that they've invested a lot of money in? That could be their pension, could be their future. I'm not just going to let anybody in there, like, I and mean, they're going to trash the well, house well, on you. And just well, like no,
1: it. I mean, because the argument is you're not going to refuse someone because they're black or because they're a traveller or because they're Romanian or because you just don't like to look cut to their jib. I yeah. mean, you're supposed to treat everybody equally, aren't you?
3: Yeah, i supposed to treat everybody equally, but same as a pub or a nightclub has the right to refuse admission, you should have the right to choose who lives in your house or your investment. You well, well I mean? within
1: reason, if somebody comes along and they've no references or they wrecked the last place they were in so they have a bad reference, well then, well and good, of course you have the right. No, but, I mean, yeah, but, they, it, but if somebody's on a half payment, you're discriminating against them because you know they don't have the money normally uh, yeah, under normal circumstances. Just because they're on half doesn't mean that they're a bad person or they're going to trash our house or anything like that. But the landlord should have
3: should meet the people beforehand, decide if they're the people he wants staying there, whether they're going to fit into the neighborhood with the neighbors or whatever. Not just, do you know what I mean? Like, like, but it's like my girlfriend was in the house that was happy. She looked after the place immaculately. She repainted it. We put a patio in the backyard. And, do you know what I mean? Like, we, we'd done the place up. She moved out there a few years ago. And there's a new people in there now. And there's been rat problems and bags and
1: piles of rubbish out
3: the back and all. And they were all there on hat. That's a happy your
1: man had that rented out on HAP like so do you yeah, okay well then these landlords that, that refuse people they say from their experience and I'm only telling you from their experience not all of them by the way but they, 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 I remember when I re- read the research on this they said from their experience that people who were on HAP or rent allowance at the time as it would have been called many many years ago but it's, although, yeah. although there are still some people on rent allowance it's starting to change over to HAP all HAP nowadays um, that they're saying they don't have the same value on the property because they're not paying for it themselves
3: well there is a point in that, but that depends on the person. It has to depend on the person. Do you know what I mean? Like, some people have a care and respect for other people's property and where they are and a bit of self-pride and where they're staying. And other people don't.
1: But, if you're so paying, think, but do you think if you're paying for something yourself, if you hard-earned cash, that you have more respect for it?
3: Um, well, yeah, probably, yeah. Look, I'll really, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I know a young there. I went to school, my parents bought him a car, he fucking, sorry, swearing, trashed it. Then he went out and bought his own car and minded it like a baby.
1: That, you know, well, this is the point, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that if you know get I something do. for nothing, you tend to have a lack of respect for it. Now, I'm not saying it's always the case, but stay there because I want to go to Mark as well. Mark here in Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mark?
4: Mark, hi, good afternoon to you. Thanks for taking my call. I'm actually a landlord. Okay. And I just want to state that I had a very bad experience in terms of the HAP, and I would recommend that this is my own opinion. But nobody would take on that. Uh, firstly, I had a property and it was like a show house rented out and I had my parents to rent a house. I used to manage both of them. Yep. And I got landed with a bill of eight grand. Eight thousand? Eight. Was this eight, after they left? They had to be thrown out. And there was the back garden... Full of their rubbish. I mean, bin bags. I got alerted by the neighbours; that were concerned and blah blah blah. The council, me mean, this that the other, and it was the hap. Now,
1: I'm not disrespectful, and I don't want people. me. Okay, can I ask you a question, now. Mark? When, yeah, when they came to rent the house off you at the start, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and you met the people uh, involved. Yeah. I, um, did they seem like nice people? Yeah, nice people. I, I like. I'm not. Do nice they have people. references?
4: Yeah, reference were handed over, and then he had a pit bull dog, and okay. then the fridge-freezer. They started, like, the fridge-freezer was the normal, you know, kind of for one person, like a small yeah. enough top, and then yeah. the normal fridge. And he was only in a month, and then started bringing me down, oh, can I, I need a bigger fridge, you know, all this kind of yeah. carry-on. There was something every week.
1: Um, you, I'm assuming you don't have an obligation to buy him a bigger fridge, did you? No, I didn't. I no, just said no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, then, like, there was, uh, the, the rent
4: wasn't paid in a month, and then... Well, this is the, the, and then when you say the rent isn't paid, the way the HAPS... But surely the way the HAPS scheme works is... The, yeah, the no, top-up. No, the, the hap, whatever. It's meant to come into me, whatever.
1: Yeah. But anyway... But the top-up you're talking about, yeah.
4: Two names, yeah, yeah. When he moved in, I don't know. There was posts
1: coming in. But, um... Yeah, no. I'd so what was the 8,000 when you say there was 8,000 in there damage? the were
4: holes in my door where the, the pit bull was in. I, uh, the place was manky. I'd throw out. You'd not see the house like a show house decked out when we got it. And I'd throw out the brand new suite of furniture, the whole house, and it cost me eight grand. I happened to lose my job at that time. And I just moved back home to here.
1: And um, and is there any, I mean, recourse for you in relation to that? So they're out the gap. And when you say you had to throw them out, did you literally have to throw them out?
4: Yeah, and you know what, he reports me to, what's call, what call called, not SIP2, what's called the organisation? PRTB. Yeah, PRTB. I ended up in there, there was a meeting between the three of us, and it, all the damage he'd done, it cost me 200 quid to get rid of him, and I flung the money I'm not being disrespectful, cross the table on the floor. And the so you to had be, to
1: give him 200? 200, 200 euros. To get rid of him? Get rid of him. After he had left your short and rent, wrecked your place, and you had to pay him to go? It's worth the damage. The Jesus. boy was booked, sorry, I mean, it broke yeah, everything. Place? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, okay, okay, okay. So, um, so, okay. so from your experience, you won't rent to anybody perfect. again on a HAP scheme?
4: I'd never even rent it
1: again to anyone private now. Oh, okay. You've been badly burnt, obviously. All right. Okay. Yeah.
4: No. And um, so,
1: but that's not the hap. But see, people will say to you, "Well, no you can't re- tear everybody with the same brush." They,
4: they've no, they've not. No, I'm telling you, they've no respect I See the long hairs, one or two has that hap, and they're bringing in their boyfriends when they're not meant to be there. The bird mm. is on their own, and they're meant to be living alone. And they're claiming this and claiming that system. Mm. Well,
1: screwed. I so mean, you know, okay, but well, I mean, let me just go back if I can, uh, just in relation to that, David. I mean, you've heard the experience there of one landlord, Mark. I mean. Does that kind of tell you more what you were thinking?
3: Well, it does. It does, yeah, I suppose, mm. in, a, in a way, yeah. Do like, you know what I mean? That man's after getting burned. That's a costume of fortune. He's yeah. pay to get them people out. The mm. the housing body or the county council or wherever you are, they... They allowed that to happen. Like, they allowed that man's house to get trashed. They approved. it. Well, they didn't. This.
1: Well, they didn't allow us. In fairness, like, the, can, the council, the, went thing, went the whatever council it is, just pay the money.
3: money it was a little to help him after. They they gave him a contract to half rent our house out to the HAP in our system on the books for whatever eight years, ten years, whatever long it is, and then there's no burden or responsibility on them so it's a bit it's a bit scaldy isn't it like do you know what I mean yeah, yeah let these people in they wreck your gaff and then here pay the money to get them out that's
0: ridiculous
1: okay we well, just say there for a second because I want to go to Caroline stay there please Mark yeah, uh, Caroline yes, you're on Classic it's yeah, how are you doing Caroline
5: hi how are you
1: good Caroline you wanted to say something to Mark there in relation to that to people who were on the HAP scheme
5: yeah I am just going to ask Mark who he thinks he is um, you know he's, he's, he's putting everybody on HAP in the same in the same category category and I'm on HAP I'm a respected woman. I have two children. I work hard. I work in the healthcare. I can't afford 2,600 euro rent. So I'm assisted by HAP. Um, I, I look after my my, my landlord's property because I have respect. Um, I have integrity. I was brought up that way. And I think it's some cheek to put everybody on HAP in the same category. There could be people private renting and they leave the place in this. It's all determined on the character of the person. Nothing to do with the fact that they're on HAP. Nothing. So I'd like him to take that back, what he
1: said. He was very... You, you believe he was categorising people, yeah. in other words.
5: Yeah.
1: I mean, Mark, I, I mean, now Mark, I know there was a research or a survey to back up your argument, but that mm-hmm. still doesn't give people the right to assume that everybody on HAP is a bad person. Just firstly state, firstly, I did not put everyone in the same category. It
4: and did. I don't think... Hang on, let him answer, Caroline. There is a difference. So, I forget that girl's name, but there Caroline, is a difference. Caroline, Caroline. Sorry, Caroline, I've across across you. There is a difference. I did not put everyone in the same category. I was literally stipulating my experience and my own experience and my own opinion. So but you, you said took you'd it never the wrong
5: let anybody fine. in again. That's what you said. I'd Bottom never line, let absolutely, in.
4: either would due if you got landed with a bill of eight grand on complaints that neighbours go on either side of you, and then ending up in the PRTB. You
5: were just unfortunate, Mark. That was just unfortunate that that happened to you. It happened well, you to a I have privately
4: rented it out
1: before, and i would never any problems. You see, well, can, you well, Caroline can I ask you a question there was research done last year uh, now I know it's illegal by the way uh, just for anybody who's thinking about it out there for any landlord to discriminate against somebody in a HAP scheme you can actually end up in court with a 16 grand fine there was fines given out last year one person got a 12 grand fine was, last year okay yes, yeah, Okay, but Caroline can I ask you landlords have said privately in research and they did a survey on this that there was a percentage of landlords who said they will not rent to people on HAP because they've had bad experiences Is now bad? I'm, not, I, I'm not saying Caroline, that you would wreck a gaff. I know you Absolutely wouldn't. Not. You don't Absolutely sell it the same. Not. That would, but the idea that they sure and, and they uh, well, hang on, months. hang on. Their logic is Caroline is that it goes back to the the old school of thinking that when you're paying for something yourself, you look after it better, and that's their logic. Okay. Yeah. Well,
5: yeah. Listen, when before a person moves in, what hat The landlord meets them, and it's on your judgment, Mark, whether this person is is a decent enough skin and. I would never in my wildest dreams damage someone's property. And the people that you let in, they just happen to be on half. But you can't expect that everybody on half is in the the same place.
4: No, I didn't state that. It's not fair
5: to do that. I didn't
4: state that, though, Caroline. Pardon? I didn't state that.
5: You said you'd never let anybody happen again, and but you, 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 you. I did state that. Me. Yeah, I did. did, and I
4: gave my own experience as to what. And as a landlord and, owning and, a property, and then your two properties, excuse me.
5: Was I'd never let anybody happen again. You said that word. Yes, you did. That's exactly
4: what I said. Yeah, yeah you did. But i did, wasn't discriminating
1: say that. against them. M- mind you, he did say at the end he's not renting it out. Period. Again, <laughs> I mean, but that, mm. that's just because he's been really but badly burned.
4: The difference in the private rental versus the the hat. I've no oh. problems. I have a house rent out now at the moment and it's lovely. lovely. Call him every Friday, collect me money, or I mean monthly, and there's never a problem. The keepers spick and span and I haven't heard from him in three years.
5: I do that too and I'm on HAP.
4: Well, you're one in a million, but I'm telling I you. I don't, I don't, don't think, think she's one, one in a, a million. That's, unfa- no, hang on, I on, think that's a so bit so unfair. She's not, not, um, the
1: majority of people on HAP probably look after their homes quite well. No, yes. well, they don't. I'm living there. And I
5: neighbours, and no, I, I'm respectful, and I was brought up respectful. And the the landlord made a judgment on me because he got references, and he got job references, and he knew that I was okay. And you should do the same thing with HAP. That's what you should have done. But so, by the way,
1: was, by the way, Mark, you mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, you know about you know uh, you said people on HAP they have their boyfriends coming in and out of the houses. Exactly. That's yeah. My point. W- 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 can I just no. ask you a question? By the way, what's wrong with having your boyfriend coming into the house? Yes, no, they're, they're claiming, claiming all these benefits. It's human behaviour, isn't it? What? <laughs> they're claiming all these but that, benefits. But yeah, but that's up to the Department of Social Welfare if they have an issue with somebody cohabiting. That's up to the Department of Social Welfare.
4: Yeah, but Noel, I'm paying a mortgage on my own and this property. So why don't I start all that carangu down social welfare and get
1: everything for nothing? OK, well, look, I have, to, I have to go to a break, Caroline. You can hang on there if you want. Uh, the number is 087 0008. That's 87 <laughs>
0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show.
6: Classic hits.
0: And now, a little reminder of what happens when we accidentally play the exact same song twice, and you're the first one to tell us You've just won a thousand euros! You're a winner! You've just won a thousand euros in (laughs) cash. Repeat seven to seven, putting one grand in your hand.
5: Thank you so much.
0: Congratulations. Catch us out if you can the no-repeat station. Who else but classic hits? Today's
1: €3.10 wrap of the day is the sweet chilli chicken one. Guaranteed to cause flavour envy. Picture a soft tortilla wrap filled with
7: Mm, crispy chicken. Bet that mayo makes it tasty, Um, yeah?
1: Sweet chilli sauce too. I'm sold. Today's €3.10 sweet chilli chicken one. So big on
0: flavour, everyone will want some. Only at McDonald's. (laughs) From 11am...
7: In the real world, no two people are the same. So at Liberty Insurance, we thought, why are all car insurance policies the same? Go to libertyinsurance.ie, put yourself in the driving seat. Only want the basic cover to get you on the road? Or do you like the security of a few extras? With Liberty Insurance, you make the choices and only pay for what you need. Liberty Insurance, ready for the real world. Minimum cover refers to third-party only insurance. Additional extras are subject to qualifying criteria and additional costs apply. Acceptance criteria, terms and conditions apply. Liberty Seguros Companhia de Seguros and Reyes Segures, S.A.R. Trading as Liberty Insurance is authorised by the General Directorate of Insurance and Pension Funds in Spain and is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland for conduct of business rules.
3: If you're thinking about a career change or looking for a new job this autumn now's the time to act. Virtual Recruitment Expo is Ireland's new online recruitment fair and it takes place online on November 21st. You'll find job and career opportunities. Speak directly with some of Ireland's leading employers and watch live webinars from career experts, employers and Google Digital Garage. Often the comfort of your home, office or smartphone. Register for your free ticket for November 21st today at Virtual Recruitment COVID-19 is affecting everyone.
7: 2020 has been a year like no other. As part of the Living With COVID plan, Government and Clare County Council are working together to provide information and initiatives to support resilience and well being across our communities. Our focus must be to keep well, and we all need a little help at times. So let's start with you.
1: Here are five things to help you get through the next few weeks.
7: One, keep active. It is important to mind your physical and mental health and well-being. Even a brief daily walk is good. 2. Stay connected.
1: Isolation is a real problem, so reach out to your friends and family.
7: Ask for help if you need it, and offer help if you can. The Clare Community Call Helpline is available if you need it. 3. Get creative.
1: Learn something new, get back to nature, rediscover your own locality.
7: 4. Eat well.
1: Make healthy choices to benefit your body and your mind.
7: 5. Mind your mood. If you are feeling anxious or stressed, help and resources are available to support your mental well-being. For more information, go to gov.ie forward slash Ireland or the Clare County Council website.
2: Supported by the Government of Ireland.
7: This is Gomo, mobile with more for less. This is 129901 for life.
5: This is Gomo, Ireland's newest mobile network. With GOMO, you get all calls, all texts, all data, all for only $12.99 a month for life. Switching is easy. Visit gomo.ie, sign up, and you're good to GOMO. So what are you waiting for? It's time for you to GOMO. Unlimited allowance subject to fair use. 30-day contract applies. A one off activation fee of $12.99 applies. For full details, terms, roaming, and fair use, see gomo.ie.
0: The multi-award-winning Nile Boylan Show. With Team Hygiene, suppliers of Symmetry Hand Sanitizer. Keep COVID safe. Sanitize those hands. Symmetry Hand Sanitizer.
6: Classic hey.
1: So you're me in. I'm a landlord, Nile and I'll never, ever take HAP as I had a South African in mine, and she destroyed my property. Well, I think it's kind of irrelevant where she's from. She left unpaid bills, uh, destroyed the furniture, stained the carpet, ruined the bed, stored rice in the hot press, uh, bringing in the cockroaches, uh, storing oil on the landing, which leaked out onto the carpet and underlay and concrete, causing even more problems. Yeah, that's right, because you get oil, your concrete, you're doomed. You have to get the whole thing dug up and everything. Anyway, uh, she also tried to push the red. Uh, further out beyond the agreed date of collection. Won't be happening again. Uh, okay, Mary here on Classic Kids. How you doing, Mary? Oh, Mary. From the dairy. Hold on, I've just turned you on here. Sorry, Mary, go ahead. Hello? Yes, Mary, go ahead.
8: Hi, can you hear me? Hi. Good. Hi. No, thanks for everything. Listen, I've been a private renter and then uh, things went downhill and I went on to help. Yeah. so as a private private renter I was giving the lender 500 a month for the house that was falling apart to be right. honest he put nothing into it I scrubbed it I painted it I fixed it Okay. I did loads of work to It. I had in the shower I had in the cooker I had in the washing machine my aunt was dying in hospital I came home to do the washing and they wouldn't fix the washing machine for me that was a nightmare
1: for that nightmare. right so you were maintaining it yourself essentially
8: oh without a doubt top top maintenance the garden and everything 500 a month then I went down and had 350 well, I had to give him the other 150 to balance up the 550. So I had to pay on the side, him the other 150 to make up that 500. Right, okay. For three years i am doing this. The slates blew off the roof in a storm and the water came down through the house and the electric was sparkling as I was sitting there. Oh, the Jesus. fireplace fell in. I begged the landlord. Jesus, that sounds like a kip, it.
1: Mary, if you don't mind me saying. I've no kid I was on my own. No, I know. God. I'm saying it sounds like a kip.
8: Oh, I was, but I, but I kept going at it. I kept yeah, trying. you were keeping it as good trying. as you could, I kept yeah. Trying. I kept yeah. Uh, The landlord said, no, you're on help. It's the council have to pay for the repairs. The council taught me to go to the land. I went to the ombudsman. I went to the PBRT and nothing. I didn't even get my deposits back from them.
1: Nice. Right. And but how are you getting on now? How you get now years, where, have you moved out? After
8: sold the house to the county council. Listen to this, because there was land down the back of the garden, the boundary of the land. I was told by Willie o if I didn't sign that contract to sign the land that wasn't mine over to Limerick County Council, I would be homeless tomorrow. A minister taught me that.
1: Well, so they wanted you—they wanted you out of the place. But I mean, why was it up to you to sign the land over? You were only renting it.
8: Exactly. I,
1: and surely it's up to the owner to sign the land over.
8: I've committed fraud. Oh right.
1: Based on like, what they taught me, you. Willie O'Dea. sign
8: right. that land over okay. will be on the road tomorrow. Now the landlord. The landlords won't do the help because who's responsible? Once that contract is signed by the landlord to the county council, who's responsible for doing the, the basic fire and safety and standards in public house? There's a list of standards. There has to be certain. No, well, there, is,
1: there is. Particularly when you're renting out a HAP scheme, uh, there is a list of standards that have to be set. The same used to be the case when it was rent allowance or for council housing, there's a list of standards. But say there was a second because I want to go to Pat as well because Pat, you're a landlord. Yeah. Uh, not, okay. Well, not, well ha- 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 hang on, Mary. Hang on. Yeah, Pat. Sorry. You go ahead. Yeah, you've had a bad experience, Pat.
6: I've had a couple of bad experiences. I have got two properties. Firstly, like to say, love the show. Secondly, the last one. Of the, one of the commentators I had on there a few minutes ago. I can't think of his name. Mark talking about the big conglomerates.
1: Oh, and the, the, you know, the earlier yeah, on there yeah. from the renters' union. Yes, yeah.
6: Yeah, ninety percent of landlords are small landlords, like you said. Yeah, say, of course, yeah. Right? yeah. So this uh, rent that we have at the moment, which is fine and perfectly understandable, all they want doing is kicking the can down the road to the landlord. What's got to pick up the slack there.
1: Okay, so but just well, to be very quick, cause I've only a minute and a half, but Mark, our past your your experience with the HAP scheme, what what happened?
6: Well, look, I'm not going to discriminate against it. I mean, if I had a choice, I'd go private all day long.
1: Right, okay. You know. Because, and because, and what was the damage that was done?
6: The last time I had a, 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 a HAP scheme in the house, it cost me three grand when we left.
1: And wait, um, wait, what? Just filthy carpets, furniture wrecked? it
6: was destroyed. One of the neighbours a group where I'm from, uh, it a couple of hours down. She told me, the young girl was driving the car up the road on the hill, reversed the car back, hopping it off the house to stop it with his mates. There were drug dealing at the place. The mother was prostituting herself. Oh, Jesus. We found oh, women's women, women sex toys under the bed. It was trashed, trashed.
1: You found sex... You, you found... Know, I don't I do mean... I shouldn't yeah, laugh. I, I, but I, you I, found I, sex we, toys we, under I, the bed.
6: We, we two small kids with us when he was in the cleared house. Yeah, right. So had to
1: put them the garden. Right. Um, and and by the way, so and have you never had that kind of experience with private he, renters now?
6: A, a, a Portuguese uh, couple in the other house, they pay they us uh, privately. Uh, and they rent there every month, no problem. Secondly, what was idea? she walked out the front door of that house the same day, walked straight in the front door of another house.
1: Right.
6: Talk, just talking about this is the one with family. the sex toys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, she, she was on the RAS scheme initially and wanted to change to the hop scheme. This is how she got kicked out of the house. Hap came down, had a look at the house, which was perfect when she moved into it, and sent me a bill saying, we want this, done, that, done, the other, done. I got a bill there in, and you reckon it's going to cost me 25 grand to go the work Hap wanted before they'd pay it. So I said, look, I, oh, you, I can't afford that.
1: They said, me so well, we take it. So what, she walked in and said, yeah, I, d- I don't like his kitchen, I don't like this, I don't like that.
6: No, a surveyor from the county council came in and, and looked at it. And said, what it was, was wrong
1: with your, was, it, was no, your it house in bits?
6: When she got the house, nothing. It was perfect. Right. But she trashed it over the years. So much so that when she wanted to change from one scheme to the next, the council came in and said, OK, we'll we have to, uh, I I have
1: get there. I get you. It. Yeah, under the regulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay.
6: they wanted the, the chimney stack rebuilt. where your mum was reversed. The, the, the car into the wall was having to rebuild. Well, she said, but your house is perfect when they got it. Well, it's not now, yes.
1: Oh, Jesus. Sorry about Pat. that, Pat. OK, you've had a bad experience, particularly when it comes to the sex toys. Uh, that wasn't very appropriate to be finding loads of sex toys under the bed. I shouldn't laugh at that either. But they obviously wrecked the poor man's house. I can see. See, I get a lot of texts from landlords as to why they've had a bad experience with people on HAP versus those who are private renting.
7: To that lady, Caroline, there, the man did say that he wouldn't let anyone on hop again. And he also said even private renters. So I think you're being a bit too hard on him. And if you went through that experience that he did and have to tear out your bloody house again and like have to what fix it up eight grand worth of damage. I mean, you would think differently, let me tell you that now for sure. You wouldn't be on here now complaining to him. I think you're being a bit too uh you're taking it a bit too personally. He didn't kick you out of the house. And I do agree with him. I if I was him I'd be I'd be in the same shoes. Like I'd I'd do the same thing. I'd say I'm not gonna let anyone rent again because that's that's an awful lot of stress. On you you don't need that kind of stress.
1: No, you certainly don't need that kind of stress. Yeah, well said. Yeah, well, I suppose Caroline was talking from her personal experience, but of course he, and Mark was talking from his personal experience, and the landlords who were texting us in and calling us in said they had personal experience too. And from their personal experience percentage-wise, they spare it off better with private renters than those on HAP. That doesn't mean that everybody on HAP is a bad person or is going to wreck the place, by the way, by any stretch of the imagination. But obviously, they believe there's more of an opportunity for that to happen because they believe that people pay for things themselves. They have more respect for it, OK? I don't know how true sure that always is, but anyway.